Thank you for joining us. You've reached The Spiritual Frequency, a podcast about magic, metaphysics, and mysticism in the modern era. My name is Dana Jean Walter of Sonic Priestess, Camp Athena, and The She Shed, and I'm here with my cohort in crime, finally, Miss Tangi Casti of A Grown-Ass Witch. I missed you so much. I missed you terribly. I'm so excited to be back doing the podcast. And we missed you, and we thank so much to uh, Ben and James and uh, who else is doing podcasts? We oh, Rhonda's doing one with Rhonda. you this weekend. Yeah. So they all held the space that was for you. Yeah. And we thank them. And they'll be back. I think so. I think you guys probably like hearing some different points of view from some people who are not necessarily entrenched in our particular brand of woo-woo. <laughs> it, our magic comes in many flavors. Pick the one you like. Um, so, uh, that being said, here's our disclosure that we try to give at the beginning of every episode. We do not claim to be experts in anything that we're talking about. These are our opinions. We very rarely have a bunch of empirical data, just a very strong belief that what we're saying maybe isn't complete and total bullshit. This maybe. is true. So, this is true. This is who we are. Yeah. So Here at the Spiritual Yeah. We don't, we don't pretend to, to be anything that we're not, and we're just uh, a couple travelers traveling the weird roads and trying to figure it out as we go. So how did you navigate the approach to and the after effect of the Lionsgate of August 8th? How are you doing with that? I am surprisingly very clear after that. Now that, that is to say, like, I think I tend to interpret things very narrowly through my own perspective. And for me, I am a person... Um, their natal chart is that like I have Virgo, Virgo, Virgo all over the place, but I have Leo rising. And I have decided I am on the second half of my adventure and it is time for Leo to be Riz, right? <laughs> so I have asked the Virgo to please calmly sit down and uh, drive the health and wellness of this particular spacecraft and not to worry about anyone else's so that Leo can do her thing. It is time for me to shine. That, that being said, I'm going to be probably insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> well, I mean, it was also coupled with a new moon, which was very intense. The lead up to it was, was very arduous for me. Yeah, you guys, like the mother wound stuff that was being laid open. Uh, tell me if you're feeling it. Were you getting headaches and eye aches and body aches on the left side of your body? If so, raise your hand. Was that you? That was uh -huh. me. That was you? Yeah. So uh, processing some, some mother wound stuff, which probably needs to be done. And uh, not to dwell too hard on it, but you guys, here we go. Tangie, where the heck have you been? What's right. been going on? Are you happy to share that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm okay to talk about it and I'm not going to burst into tears. So um, my lovely, charming fae mother got her wings back and returned to source um, a little while ago. And I was honored to be present for her during her final weeks and days and hours of her life um, to help her cross over to the other side. Death maidens are us. Yeah, and um, I know that it's been something that the universe has been preparing me for for a very long time, mm -hmm. and I still wasn't ready. <laughs> um, but We're never ready. But um, life without mama is is uh, sucks indescribable. Yeah. Um, so the mother wound stuff was especially salient for me mm -hmm. um, because I was literally healing from having my mother severed 
from me on this plane and will continue to heal for probably the rest of my days on this earth. Um, and the comfort that I have is knowing that I'm never going to get over this. I'm just going to get used to it. And that's going to happen little by little, um, sort of the emotional cha-cha. Some days I'm good, some days I'm not. Um, but uh, I'm one of those people that has to get back to work. So here I am, you guys. And if you feel like there has been an energetic shift in my being, you are correct. Um, but I'm hoping that this is a growth moment, not a regression moment. But uh, time will tell. Yeah, I'm still very much not really engaging with the powers that be. They're they're with me, and they're you know deities are watching over me, and they're putting stuff in front of my face. But I'm in a very bratty mood of just I'm not talking to you right now because don't look at me. The <laughs> yeah. the fact that recognizing that it was our mother's time to end their contract with their meat suits. I totally get all that on an intellectual and a spiritual and a metaphysical level. The human level, the one that everybody keeps telling me I need to do because I'm not always liking humanity or being human, uh, is very crabby that not only was it my year to go through my losing my mother, but it was also then one of my best friends' time to lose her mother six months later, which has been very arduous for our circles in them supporting both of us. And our other bestie was also going through stuff with her dad at the but same time. you know time. what? We are fierce and we are mighty. We are because why? Because our we were raised, all three of us were raised by ridiculously powerful women. Yep. Ridiculously powerful salt of the earth or the aether. <laughs> uh ferocious bitches my mother had the charm of the the she the she she did and people fell in love with her from across the room and my mother was a um cusp winter solstice cusp baby and so was a magical creature but mm -hmm. she was salt of the earth and as human in so many ways as you could possibly be and helped ground me. So, like, it's just that mother wound thing has been real. I've been doing a lot of research on attachment disorder, mm -hmm. which I believe I am seeped in. So doing some work on that has also been part of this process as you've been going through your process. Yeah, well, you know, um, I know you're not supposed to make any major decisions that are going to alter your being or your life like six months after a big loss like this, but I have decided there's going to be a tattoo. Oh, for fuck yes. Yeah, and, and that's probably going to show up on Patreon content if they'll let me film it. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I would like some sort of magical talisman on my body um, to mark that relationship because it is the most substantial relationship I've had in my life and there is no greater connection than the connection that I had with my mother like we were literally when I was in vitro connected to her body mm -hmm. and I um she was my best friend when I was a girl and then I became a teenager and did what teenagers do um and then I became a young adult and sometime in my late 20s early 30s she became a very important part of my life again and when she got sick 10 years ago our relationship changed again 
and we work through a lot of our garbage. And so I'm thankful for that time and those those opportunities that um, I'm at peace with our relationship. I don't have any unexpressed feelings. Um, so I'm very grateful that I had that opportunity. I'm super grateful that I knew your mother and that you knew my mother. Yeah. That makes me very happy. And that Lynn knew my mother as well as I know her mother. We know her mother. Yep. You know, so that just, like, there's that kind of trip, triptych of lineage there that makes me feel... It's always an honor for me when my beloveds get to share their parents with me so that I can look these people in the face and go, thank you for your, this person I love so very much. We, yeah. You yeah. know. Warts and all, you're responsible for this this thing. This 62-inch tall thing that came to me one day and said, we're going to be friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My mother made friends easily. She was charming and people gravitated towards her. I made friends through sheer force of will. So, And I am grateful. <laughs> So, that, yes, so that has been a lot of yeah. stuff, babe. That's where I've been. That's what's been going on. And you guys, I'm, I'm okay-ish, and um, I'll weather the storm. If you want to send some loving energy toward me, I will not deflect. Mm-hmm. I will not. Um, but know that I am well-supported. I have the bestest best friends anybody could ask for. Yay. Yeah. Well, that, we, like I said, we've been just asking people to send you lots of love as you've been traversing your family stuff and... We all need each other. I mean, I this last several weeks has been very challenging for so many people in my orbits. My priestess uh, job has been pulled on very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, like I told one of my doctors yesterday, I was like, I am all full up on the sads. I There's none. There's none more room yeah. for the sads. And yet I know it's going to keep coming. And... We are certainly being made uh, for interesting times. We I, all agreed to be here for this. Yeah. So we talked about, we talked about, like, um, so I know that if you guys have not listened to the episode with uh, Ben on as our guest, please go listen to that. I yes. Mean, it's going to be super, super helpful and super informative um, because a discussion that I had today was, like, we talk about our mental health challenges and I'm not shy about talking about what I'm going through because I don't have any shame about my mental health challenges because it's not something that I'm ashamed of. It's just part of my journey. And I've kind of figured out, like, everybody's got something wrong with them. Like, we're all crazy. We all volunteered to come to this planet knowing what we were getting into. So we're all nuts. So we need to take care of each other and be compassionate. Um, with what we're all going through right now. Like, this is the wild donkey ride we signed up for. And uh, now the donkey is starting to buck like crazy. And some of us are not able to hang on. And what we do about that is, like, do we help one another up? Or do we keep moving? And I'm in a place right now where I don't have spoons to feed anyone else. And so I'm relying upon the community at large to help each other because I, I don't have the capacity to do that right now. I think we, you know, we've talked about the idea of soul pods before, which is the concept that there are souls that travel through multiple lifetimes, if you believe in that stuff, um, uh, together, and they change roles all mm-hmm. the time, and. You know, something like this where we're living in times of corona 
um, is not unlike, though I think it's, well, I think it's hard for perspective, but in times of cholera or in times of the Spanish flu, I mean, there, again, we've talked about these things in shows in the past, which you are happy to go look at our archives from last season as well, where we talk about this enormity of mortality mm -hmm. that is on the field. And the thing that I've been talking about with my beloveds and especially Tanji and Lynn, I'm like, what is with all the mamas throwing down their arms and retiring the field? Partly because it's our time. Um, it's our time as women of a certain age to step forward into our croning power and take the mantle of matriarchy from our mothers and our grandmothers and keep that lineage going and keep that press on like full court press yep. as we say in basketball like there's no we we have to hold the line and keep moving forward um and we have those moments where we need to lay the fuck down and and have somebody watch your back for 10 minutes while you rest uh and this whole thing has been a very much a like forced rest period which has then allowed people to take a moment and assess and you know one of the things i was doing um a personal development seminar yesterday and one of the things that I was like yes when it came forth is we have been sold this lie in the health and wellness industry especially that I believe is a twisted perversion of truths that come from different spiritual paths that have said this but we have commodified them and made them a, a, a consumable thing which is be in balance you need to be in balance well you know what you don't spend life always happy and always balanced. You have moments of balance, you have moments of pa of happiness, which are peak emotional experiences. Mm. But this lie that you must strive for balance is some bullshit. Well, okay, it's fine to strive for it, but don't buy into the nonsense that you're gonna achieve it. Like any juggler, <laughs> like we know lots of jugglers. Any juggler, who like works on all these different balance points when they're juggling or when they're working on like the with the diablo or anything like there's a moment that there's balance and that's the trick yep right that's the thing that makes the audience go yep. but they don't stay there no they don't stay there it's moving from one tipping point to the next right and we just like i got done watching the shit out of the olympics and watching these ferocious gymnasts especially the women when well, the women just like totally kicked ass everywhere it was fucking awesome but that's another show um is watching these people when you're jumping up and, and you look at simone and the choices that she made at her age in with a whole fucking planet is watching mm -hmm. her talk about pressure and she makes this decision of yeah i'm not okay and i'm okay that i'm not okay but i am not going to try to make everybody else feel better by striving for this balance that I do not have that if I make a mistake it is my neck that I will possibly break and or paralyze myself so guess what bitches I am not going to twist myself upside down on this beam and what have you because I'm not going to find balance because I'm not in it and I'm okay with that and I look at that and went that is the most ferocious fucking adult choice mm that 
somebody in their early 20s could make after she's worked so fucking like nobody knows except her how hard she's worked to get where she's at so how dare you sit in your fucking chair and tell her she should have sucked it up fuck you <laughs> so there's no this illusion that you know balance is this thing that is a constant state like no 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 um you hear it a lot in magic though too like trying to find the balance between the light and the darkness i mean yeah it exists at dusk and at dawn right but it or on equinox to equinox yeah. when an egg can balance blah, 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 for a second and then yeah. it's done but otherwise you know it's it's just navigating the space between those two things as best you can without falling into the ravine and plummeting to your death <laughs> you know that's that's what we're here for is to have the adventure it's not to get it perfect you know this is just practice yeah it was i've been navigating a crap ton of rage and when i've been talking with my beloveds of uh, these last several weeks where you know being whether i'm in priestess mode or i'm in friend mode or what have you everybody is struggling with these extreme extreme sadness extreme anger extreme apathy there is no balance right no. now like it is the extreme opposite and so for somebody to be in my face, not that there anybody is, and sometimes it's my fucking self that's in my face and go, <laughs> Dana, <laughs> you need to be in balance. And I look at myself and go, well, like, tell me how the fuck I'm supposed to do that because I'm going from, like, I don't know, one extreme to the other, finding, like, that's like a pendulum kind of thing has to happen. So, um, and I think the hardest part right now that I'm, a I'm asking myself and I'm asking my beloveds when, when we're, working together can we name it what we're looking for like what is the thing that's going to bring you into balance like do you even know what do you want an absence of pain yeah you know uh and this is a question you and i have been talking about for months and months and months <laughs> in our own like personal years. like it seems forever but lately it's like well if your life's not working the way you want it to be that's fine so what the fuck do you want and then, and then to make it even more more salient and more difficult to navigate. No, 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 no. What do you want? Not what is everyone else telling you you should have, or what everyone else is telling you you should aspire to be, or what programming is telling you you should be. Yeah. What do you want? <laughs> Sit there and go. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I don't want this. <laughs> right. Not this right now. I didn't ask you what you didn't want. That's not how this is working. What's working is if you tell me what you want, and then I move the universe and time and space around to give it to you. And I know we've talked about this on the show before, so don't think that we're so senile that we're not remembering what we've talked about. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> because that may or may not be true, but the reality is the fact that it's fucking still the question on the table because it hasn't been answered. All right. And we've been giving ourselves, I think, um, some leeway and being gentle with ourselves during this time of extremely expansive liminal space. Well, because what has happened is a disruptor in our life. And there, you know, the, here's what's real about the human experience in my observation. 
It's when you don't think you can handle one more fucking thing that you have those breakthroughs. You don't get to, you don't come to conclusions about yourself and shift things when you're fucking comfortable. Right? You just don't. The comfort <laughs> zone and the change zone are two very different places. And they're not even in the remotely the same freaking hemisphere. Yep. So, yeah, it takes a lot of work. And I am the worst at being hard on myself. I have my beloved suit, and you know who you are, who <laughs> tell me every day, babe, you're doing good. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm this and that and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, okay, you want to be bratty. That's okay. Um, the powers be, same thing. They're like, okay, she's just, how's that temper tantrum working for you? Yep, yep. Not what, done yet. What do you tell other people? What do you tell other people? I'm I'm working really hard to to like get the arrangement of this piece down right, and I'm just I'm just not there. It just won't come. It's just not perfect. And you would say to anyone else, "Well, that's okay. Keep trying. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be." No, it's like that TikTok guy we love. Yeah, you'd be that gentle with everyone else, but how about yourself? No, no, no not me, not me. me. Because I'm trash. I don't deserve that kind of grace because I'm trash. Right. Knock it off. You're not trash. Look, Stardust, you are <laughs> so much more than you even realize. And you are incredible and capable of amazing things, things you haven't even thought about yet. Don't label yourself as a trash bag. You're not. Well, it's like you were saying when we were at the house talking pre-show, that not enough thing is a thing for everybody. Yep. The not enough. But uh, here's some hard truth. <laughs> So deep down inside, if you think about like what your biggest fear is, is that somebody's going to find out that you're not enough. You're not. Just like you're not in balance. <laughs> and that's okay. None of us are. None of us are enough. Here we go with the conjecture and my opinions, and I don't have any fucking proof other than a near-death experience. I don't feel like I'm enough, and I know that it's because I'm not enough. I am a part, a sliver, a speck of the vast everything, which is more than enough. It's everything. And I've spent all of my life looking for somebody to cling to, to make me feel like, well, if I just had this, this partner, I would, I would have enough. I, together we could be enough. If I just had this group of friends, like together we would be enough. And I'm on to something there because the reality of the situation is together, all of us together, are enough but we can't seem to strip away this illusion of separateness of ego of us feeling like it's it's all about us as individuals because it's obviously fucking not because if it were just about you as an individual then you could just go live up in a cave on a mountain somewhere and find happiness and enlightenment and, and joy at the drop of a dime it's more than that it takes others it takes all of us pulling together to be enough. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, your secret fear deep down inside that you're not enough, you're not. But you can be, and you will be again. In the meantime, fucking enjoy yourself. Well, and if you are able to make those connections and you are can be connected with people that are in that soul pod that I talked about, like we, I can't do this. Like, I had to laugh because the last several weeks I've been very upset with this new relationship in my life that's new to me and you know this whole expression of 
I, w- I always said to myself, I would never, I could never do a poly relationship. I don't even know that I can do a poly relationship, but in exploring the possibility, I also kind of recognize, hmm, you know what? I think this is the way people really are, but we don't have any skills to learn how to navigate it because we are all trapped in this toxic, like masculine patriarchy crap. I want to reserve this vagina for me and only me so that I know that any children that come out of it are definitely mine and so that I know that this vagina, which I have reserved for me and only me, is probably disease-free. But in the meantime, I'm going to go out and put my pee-pee in other vaginas, as many as I like, because that is my right as a penis bearer. That mentality need to go. Go bye-bye. And it... So... Somebody asked me recently, have you watched Handmaid's Tale yet? And I'm like, no, no I cannot. I, the rage. The rage will be too much. <laughs> My vagina is already full of terror, and I'm just starting to crack into the bitch. So, like, I can, I can plumb her depths, so to speak. So uh, this, this struggle that I've been doing with, like, learning about myself to a deeper degree to be able to communicate with more than one person in that realm is also like I realize that I don't ever really want to be limited by the confines of of a traditional relationship and kudos to those who who are that's fantastic I know lots of people who are really really good at being and I know a lot of people who've met their soulmate and it's beautiful not without its challenges and not without its work but I I realize like I am not that person. I am there. There's too much. Like I am enough in that I am too much in a lot of ways. So that's an expression, but it's really dug into my mother wound. It's really dug into the, my ability to trust people. And what I realized that what I thought was trusting people isn't and Holy crap, you know, it's a, I just named the episode. Um, so that's another myth. Happily ever after. Mm-hmm. What a bunch of garbage. There's Happily ever after could only happen if when Cinderella and Prince Charming meet and fall in love, if they both just immediately drop dead right then. Because here's what happens. After you meet someone and you love them, you both grow and change. And sometimes you grow together and sometimes you grow apart. And sometimes it's a fun joy ride and sometimes it's miserable. I think honestly, which this is a whole nother show that we have planned already, but I think honestly what I have observed in myself and, and around me and the fact that I've done over 1,100 weddings in my life uh, is that the reason a lot of, we have the divorce level that we have in America particularly is because I don't think everybody's playing all in. I think we're not being believing that we're big enough Mm -hmm. to fully dive into what being an intimate relationship with a platonic friend or with a lover or your family like we we hold so much of ourselves back from fear yeah what are you keeping it on reserve for when are you gonna letting it out yeah because right because honestly as we both watched our mothers leave this planet and you and in those moments you're like wow I have half my life left hopefully if I'm lucky 
and I've done a lot of shit. I, you know, we had to do an exercise yesterday where it was like kind of take yourself on a, if you had to plan a, a date for two and a, two to three weeks, like dates for your, to date yourself, like what would you do? And I like, I'm looking at it and it really gave me some perspective. Like I've been spending like, oh, I'm not doing enough or whatever. I'm like, I have done a lot and you know what? My life is hella awesome. Not that I didn't already know that because I do, but it is certainly not normal. And I'm grateful for that. Mm. But it made me sad because I realized how there's so many people out there that haven't even begun to know what's possible. Just tootling around town. Everyone's really dramatic. Like, I'm going to go to the Hawaii. I'm going to jump off a cliff. I'm going to jump out of a plane. Like, yes, those are all fantastic things that you can want to do. That's a bucket list. But you know what else is really awesome? Fucking going and exploring your local area's cuisine and making friends with chefs that are excited about food excited like we're we're so blessed in the twin cities to have such a diverse uh cuisine here and we have all these really really lauded chefs all over present company included who you know like really love the hedonism and the beauty and the nourishment of and the art of food we we have so much green space here to go be in nature in the middle of the city you know there's just we there's just so much that people just we forget i forgot so as i'm planning out two to three weeks as my own cruise director for dating myself um not as a existential experience but as like if i were planning to be doing it for somebody just like me what could i imagine and it was like huh i have some cool shit to do i have a vision of driving up to Lake Superior and getting like a, a one of those party boats, pontoon boats, um, and taking the top off of it and taking the boat out into Superior and laying down at night and just watching the stars and being rocked by the water mm-hmm. and watching the stars reflect in the lake. And that to me is a peak emotional experience having that vastness of the universe surrounding me and knowing that I'm part of that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not, it's not about like a crazy, wild, wild, fun, skydiving, naked kind of thing. It's really immersing myself in and enjoying the beauty of the world that is around me. And I think that's the solace that I'm trying to to tap back into with working the deep work mm-hmm. that is the like expression of your my I'm I have no mother to moor me to this time and space you know that that being that portal that you came through whether you have a relationship with that portal or not as long as it's in the world it, there is an there is a place I know where I came from. There mm-hmm. she is. Right? And not that it did not have a divine masculine presence to be contributing to it. That that is absolutely vital too. But this is the this is the the, the portal that 3D printed me into mm-hmm. existence and cooked me for the time it took for me to bake in the easy bake oven. The not so easy bake Managed oven. Managed to get you here healthy and with all ten fingers and all ten toes. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it it's it's gone from this plane. It's not gone, gone. 
but it is its physical anchor point in space and time is not here and that and that i have to now become that but i'm not being a portal for other beings to be cooked in me ah see i i disagree vehemently with that statement i think that that is a narrow perspective oh i'm, I'm not saying it's the only thing right because there are beings that you have birthed into this world sure they're not humans they're not walking around on two legs being disruptive as hell but <laughs> fucking crotch goblins yeah <laughs> but there are energetic beings that you have put in, into existence over and over again well, with sure with every creative endeavor with with every friendship that's that's its own living thing that you've birthed and that you continue to nourish even if you are a dude that is true for you right and my point wasn't necessarily that i'm not capable of mothering things no it, she, it, she's it, capable she just don't want it just don't want to <laughs> but the, <laughs> also at this point you know uh if i come if i am pregnant it's, it's a, please just like push me off a bridge because i can't do it again <laughs> right. uh is the just the mooring like just that that anchor point that that stake in the ground that you tie your mm -hmm. ship to you know well, we'll just lash ourselves together, like on a pirate ship. Because in a there's a flotilla of bitches, that's for sure, and dudes <laughs> that is our people, and and that's like that's what's important to me, and it and and that's like it's got to be me, like that's the thing that I'm having the hard point, like accepting the responsibility. I took the mantle. I looked at my family and said, the matriarchal mantle is now upon my shoulders. I accept it and uh, so there's that but it's the also internal aspect of going well what does that really mean and what did I just agree to <laughs> so glibly and uh, making sure that I have the skills to do it and again that's what we've talked about in the past like I'm having to look at my life at this like halfway point and saying okay uh, I'm not doing what I used to do and I'm graduating from being on the battlefield to being behind the line and moving the peeps on the board and that's a that's a different responsibility but is there anyone else who's qualified to do it at this point I mean that's the other in my thing. life yeah no, I gotta yeah. do it for myself you gotta right you have to exercise the wisdom and the knowledge that you have accrued so far in your lifetime to make the best decisions you can make with the resources that are on the field. And that's all that's being asked of you. You're not being asked to be perfect. You're not being asked to change the laws of the universe. You're just asked to do the best you can with what you got. Well, and I'm gonna challenge you for the title of this episode, which we've never had that happen before because <laughs> I usually name them, but as much as I'm like, yeah, myth, myth, myths, lies, and other bullshit, <laughs> as she wrote on top of the pages. But I think like having us both going through the gauntlet of losing our mothers, and with that, I, I would vote for more upon the lines of get up, Trinity. <laughs> the mothership <laughs> has departed. That's right. But it's the, you're on your back. You don't know what's coming next. You've got your gun pointed, and you're frozen, and in an inactivity because you're so traumatized and you're waiting but at, but at the same time you have to counsel yourself just get the fuck up 
because we've been through the gauntlet, mm -hmm. which is diving through the window in this crazy like construct. And it's and we talked about this and with James when we were talking about overachievers. It's the you've just crawled on your belly through the pummeling of the gauntlet, and you could lay there. You totally have a right to lay there. Our mothers have retired the field, and they laid their arms down and they turned back into stardust. And it's up to us to get the fuck up. And this is the part I'm stuck at. It's the inactivity and the apathy that I've been experiencing and the anger. And it's like, I have to get up. I don't know that I have it in me to get up, but I have to get up. Does there have to be a timeline on it? Do you have to get up right now? Can you, can you lay there for another 30 seconds and get the wind back in your lungs? Yeah, I think, I think I mean, it's, a, it's an assessment of situational awareness, but eventually there's going to be an uh, impetus to get up. We've got to wait for your opening. Right. You know, whether it's spring, you know, are you going to need to spring forth in action or can you just get up because you're fine for right now and there's no more velociraptors coming to run you down? Like, I don't know. But, you know, as we will get into the practicum later, I, I think we're all overwhelmed right now. Yeah. Like, it's it's so big, this these feelings because it's not just I think the Lionsgate showed that for a lot of people and for those of you that aren't aware like what the fuck is this Lionsgate yeah, thing what are you talking, talking about, about you weirdo like you know it's the concept that again this is woo woo shit that we have no proof of other than some astrolom astro astronomy stuff so the star Sirius which is like two and a half I think or something bigger than our sun yes it's kind of considered our galaxy's central, like, it can be as, I don't know. It's an alignment with our, I think it's with our sun, right? Yes. So these two are in, these two stars are in alignment with each other. Yeah, they're just hanging out, winking, how you doing? Winking, and, and thus also in alignment with us. And so this opens this portal of energy that's in, Leo time, and it is a time of great flooding of abundance energy and frequency that happens between this alignment. Right. At so, great distance. But it's very, like, the time leading up to it is a crucible. Right. It's like a pressure point. Yeah. Vice. <laughs> burning away of the things that were weighing you down. And yeah. And if you did not voluntarily let go of them... They were probably forcibly removed from you. Which is not comfortable. Yeah, which sucks, especially if you have some control issues, right? And, right, and then we also had it with uh, a new moon, which isn't always the case, and that's the time of new beginnings and fresh start for the month and all kinds of oh, squeaky yeah. newness. Like, guys, I, I have been seeing, like, every time I sit my cards down to do a reading for anything, inevitably... I draw the damn tower card and I'm like, I fucking get it. Okay. <laughs> get it. It needs to burn. Things are on fire. They have to be shook down to the foundations because those structures are no longer serving us. I get it. And yet it keeps coming up again and again and again. So let me share that message. We're in the time of the tower and it must tumble. There's, there's stop holding it up. Stop showing it up. Get out of the way and let it fall. Because we're going to build something so much better. Everything is literally on fire, and it sucks. Nothing makes me more horrified than when I see coverage of whether it's the 
we've been being choked out by smoke here in the Twin Cities mm. by the fires that are raging in Canada and now Washington uh, in the United States again. And it's just like there's other fires going on, catastrophes going on. Like the world weather is getting extreme. Anybody that is a climate change or climate shift person that just disregards that, I just please, feel please bad tune for out. you. Please just, just tune out. Just go away. Like love and light and wellness to you, and may you be awakened. But the planet is doing its thing in crisis, and the crisis is human. So the crisis is human combined with it's the time for these extremities that have happened on the planet in the past to happen again, and we either have to adapt or die. And we're not adapting because of our hubris. Because and that's fine. Because. (laughs) A specific segment of people are not retiring from the field. Correct. Your time is over. It is time for you to give the crown to someone else and let them do what must be done. Those people are holding on to power like it's the only thing keeping them alive. Because it is. And Um, I I understand. It's just like when you watch a body fighting to mm. move on... Even when the spirit has moved and the soul has is tethered and is out of the body so as not to feel all the pain, uh, the physical organism that is the body will absolutely fight to the very last mm-hmm, breath. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening with a lot of these systems and these systemic things that are happening. And, and we have to let it burn. We don't necessarily need to stand and add kerosene to the fire. Right, but there is a DNR and a DNI in place on Correct. this. Correct. So stop pounding on the chest, walk away, let it go. The question that I'm looking at for my life is, okay, my life that once was is no more. I mean, my gauntlet was cancer and anemia and nearly dying three times. So now the question I, as it was put to me by a beloved today with the love of a freaking demigod Hephaestus hammer, thank you, baby, um, is the, will you stop trying to be what you were 30 years ago and just do new stuff? You're, you're genius. You're fully capable of making new stuff. Stop. Just stop. And I'm like, wow. Could you at least kiss me first before you smack me? <laughs> Thanks, yeah, babe. Thank but he's not wrong. Well, you know, stop living the life that you were living. Stop holding on to it. Like, that life doesn't exist anymore for any of us. The moment this virus killed the first person, our world changed. Yep. Those lives don't exist anymore. So what do you want? Damn it, you keep bringing up this question. What do you want? What is the life that you want? I want something big and loud and juicy and messy. That's what I want. That's what I want my life to be. I want so you want to be, life to be a big mango? Oh, yeah. Big mango that you have to eat in the shower. Right? And then it's, like loofah with that yeah. happy pit and all the happy yeah. places. Right? Because it's so succulent that it's too messy to eat with clothes on. Right. That's the life I Gotta want. Gotta let that shit run down your face. <laughs> no? So what the fuck does that look like? It's like my life is magic and I'm not drawing a line between my everyday life and my magical life because that's, as far as I'm concerned, is nonsense. Mm-hmm. I'm stardust. I want to get back to the stars. I better start figuring out how to how to do that. And I think that is the that was you know where I was going with earlier. Like we like it's horrifying to watch these animals run out of the forest, and in such abject terror because I unfortunately feel all that. Um, 
And I also feel that there's so many people struggling with, as Ben and I were talking about, like there's, we don't even know the ripple effect. Mm-mm. And I was telling Tanti this morning, I was watching some TikToks because I haven't been out there for a while and we're healthcare providers staring right into their camera going, hey, you know what? Um, not going to do this again. So you can just fucking lay down and die because I'm done. How do you swear to take care of people and dedicate so much time and money and energy and then you just look in the camera and say, you can all fucking die because you're just idiots and I'm pissed. I get it. Like, you get to have feelings about that. I get to have feelings. And you, you get, get to, to decide that you don't want to do it anymore. to be done. Um, and frankly, if that's the place where you are, you probably should be done. Well, it, but it, it's just everyone's being brought through the crucible. And you may not retain that which you had been driven to do for the last 20 years. And and then most people are lost because they're like, but I, I did the I did the thing. And I think that's what retirement was supposed. This illusion of retirement was supposed to be like, well, when you're retired and from the job you hate fucking doing for money, then you can go do the things. Then you, you can do. go do the fun things that you know. And it's like, what's fun versus enjoyment? Like, there's a difference. Fun is a is a concept that's being sold to us by people that want us to buy their shit. Yeah, fun is a fleeting moment. Fun is like getting to the center of the Tootsie Pop. That's that's it. That's 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 all it is. It's done. It's over. And the only reason they want you to get to the center of the Tootsie Pop is to buy you another can one. Fucking go buy another yeah. one. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're in this weird place as a world, where especially I think here in the Western America because we are our capitalism. And consumerism oh God, is everything. our religion. Yes. <laughs> and um, not that I'm not a fucking capitalist myself. Look, like, I like my stuff. I like shit. Right? I, I realized about myself through the pandemic that I used to be a person who didn't feel comfortable if I didn't go to a store once a week and just buy something new, just to have something new. And I realize that's the person that I used to be because it's not who I am now because the pandemic sort of locked everything down and took that away from me. And I'm not saying I was shopaholic because something new could be a new pencil, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) A new brand of toothpaste. Um, But consumerism was certainly consuming me. And I look around at just the enormous amount of waste that we generate and I don't wonder why the planet is trying to shake us off no and i think i think part of it is the the mindlessness and the the ease in which we are easily programmed and we don't want to look at that and admit it i know for me working on some programming and undoing it has contributed to my rage Mm, well knowing that you've been programmed right you know like when we talk about sonics and i you know, I, I think I've probably mentioned this in the past, but, you know, when I teach uh, people about how frequency has be, is being used to hijack our amygdala and uh, all the time and get us to do things, that's why, that's why, you know, the jingles and things are so... Very effective and very stick effective. with you for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I remember jingles from places that don't exist anymore, you know? We were, I was just singing one today because we were eating, yeah. we were eating a corn chip thing, and I was remembering a corn chip that didn't make it, but I still remember the jingle because he used to drive my dog crazy, and he used to go run around and be excited about right? it. Right, but like the how easy it is to get into your core through your ears, 
And I think it's so funny in the pop culture of when the movie Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes, Sandra Bullock. Why does and Taco Bell win, you guys? Why does Taco Bell win, right? Um, but, but how their idea of what music from the past was is all the jingles. All the advertising jingles. <laughs> I wish I were Eskimo. It's just like yep. funny, right? Because it, it's not wrong. Like if you were excavating as an archaeologist the past from you know, 300 years from now, what would come up so frequently? Those little Monopoly pieces from McDonald's, for sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> All the Happy Meal shit that ever was. Like, these must have been really popular. These people were really into plastic figurines. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and just geek culture alone. Why are they still in their boxes? <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's really difficult to navigate your internal tropiness when you're doing the work and being disrupted by losing your job, losing your business, losing a parent, losing a sibling. There's a lot of people losing things. The, you know, trying to get through probate with my mother's estate when there's four counties that are together in one central thing up north and there's a lot of bodies on the ground which means there's a lot of estates that are waiting to be attended to because they whomped every freaking county office all over mm-hmm. the country i mean i've been waiting for my title for for the title to be changed for the person i'm buying this car from and it's going on a better part of a month because things are just bogged down and slowed down at the services level because of life and that's a lot of disruption and so there's a lot of people like tangy was saying earlier that we just need to like though it's not necessarily safe with the variant now but just like bring a bunch of pillows and blankets and just blanket fort the shit out of the studio and invite all of our bloods just to lay on the floor and cry we just need to cry just cry and wail and hug each other and just be cuddling because we're fucking tired and we're sad and we're upset and I need a fucking sippy cup and a snack pack pudding and a, a banky. Yeah, That's we, what we I need put right on now. like a Land Before Time movie and I just <laughs> like fuck. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, over the last two nights, I have watched The Labyrinth and I, uh, the The Frog Princess because those are two comfort movies for me. Mm-hmm. I, I have sort of like reverted back to. When was the last time you felt really safe and secure in the world? Pre-pubescent, right? Dude, it's not even BTS has been calming me the fuck down the last week. The, how sad is that? Well, it, it, it's... And Duran Duran. It's just now hit me that, like, I'm, I've been sitting in my mother's house watching the labyrinth, chuckling over David Bowie's dance belt. Super beautiful <laughs> pants. <laughs> Super great costuming. Just a side note, when I saw that film in the theater in Superior, Wisconsin, with like maybe nine people and four of them were my friends, and she picked Toby, I stood up and threw my keys on the floor and said, what is wrong with you? Do you not see those pants? Because, <laughs> you know, oh. so, puberty. Yeah, I have a very special relationship with David Bowie that I do not care to disclose. You guys can figure it out on your own. Your adults. <laughs> um, but it, it's not lost on me that I was in my mother's house and in her living room watching Labyrinth to try and feel safe again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay-ish. <laughs> 
not okay, but okay-ish. And on the days where I'm not okay, that's that's fine. Um, you guys, like, there's there's no weathering the storm with hold your chin up and keep your eyes dry, like like the Brits do. It's a squall, <laughs> and your face is wet anyway. You may as well cry. Nobody's gonna notice. And there's no shame in crying, which is a big thing for me because I don't cry in front of other people because I don't want to look weak. Yeah, I actually burst into tears at a restaurant in front of said person we know rolls in dear. Good for you. And he was very concerned, but I got some horrible news from the beloveds that were with me that had sprung out of me, and I literally unabashedly sobbed after I had also said, are you fucking serious, right before that? And the grandfather that was sitting at the table behind us with their granddaughter just kind of gives me this dirty look, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Turn around. She's going to hear it. <laughs> She's a beautiful kid, though. Um I actually noticed. I'm like, what a beauty. She's a beautiful girl. Not that girls need to just be beautiful, but she just had that angelic whatever. And I was like, good, I'm, I'm toughening her up. <laughs> and yeah. letting her hear yeah. some shit. But then she also seen a grown woman burst into tears because that was what was necessary at the moment. But we're all broken. And not yeah. in a bad way, but in a bad way. You know, like in the necessary way that's disruptive. Look, we were broken when we got here. Yeah, that's true. And now we're being broken again so they can reset the bones. And it's been a long time, and it's really painful, and it seems unnecessary because we've adapted to our brokenness, and we think that that's the way we're supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. But we were never meant to be this damaged by the journey. I think we were sent here to experience joy and love and companionship. Despite, right? despite all this. Yeah. So that's that's the place I want to get back to. Yeah, puppy pile on the floor, big crying party. Why not? If you can't be vulnerable in front of your the people that you love the most, how, how are you going to get to the truth? How are you going to get to the truth? Because we're all chicken shit when we're sitting alone in the dark of the night and all of the anxieties and frustrations and I should have, could have, would have are coming to the surface. We're all chicken shits because we all just go to sleep. We don't stay up and work it out. It's so, always so much easier with your perspective to help other people mm -hmm. um, through their stuff, but then you could be going through the exact same shit that they are, but you don't see it. Goddess and gods be praised for my beloveds who through various means of communication, be it either face-to-face -face or on the phone or talking to me through the, the social medias, they look me in the face and hit me with a hammer when I fucking need to be hit with a hammer. And then they kiss my forehead and be like, you got this, babe. And a lot of people are holding faith for me to get a clue right now. That's like going through this madness. Because it's fucking madness. I don't, I don't care. I still have, and you still have, the I'm mourning the loss of my mother card. And uh, we get time to sort it out. We do. We do. That is that is a nicety that is not observed by current civilization. No, there's a reason we used to throw people in black clothing and say, don't fuck with these people. They're really fragile right now. And, and unpredictable. Then when they get to wear color again, then you can go try to fuck up their shit. But until such time, you're an asshole, as society says, if you go do that. Yeah, leave, leave the, grief, the grief walkers to do their work. Right, but we don't take time to do that anymore and we certainly don't know how to fucking do death which is a whole other show well i'm gonna print up a t-shirt that says if you thought i was unstable before 
Um, because this is hard. Like, this is hard stuff. Everybody out there has lost something or someone that is totally fucking shaking you to the core. And if it hasn't happened yet, it will. I'm sorry to say, wait. We're not done. And that's I, not just us being Cassandra's. No, no, no. Like, it, it doesn't even take, like, great intellect to be able to look at what's going on and to be able to see the pattern that's emerging here. Right. This is two summers we've watched the same pattern of behavior, and it will be two falls and winters we've watched the hospitals fill up with people who are dying. Um, I'm not sure how long it's going to take us collectively to figure out that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like, I think a great deal of like my magical ability is just coming from being able to stand back and see a pattern. <laughs> yes. I see a pattern. How can we disrupt the pattern to get something else to happen? Well, I can't control other people that way lies madness. So all I can do is control myself. Right. And I think, you know, we've been not, this hasn't been a traditional, like our new formula. Yeah. This is the great Tangie's tangent episode. This is, you know, <laughs> But we still have some we still have some practicum that we think for ourselves and offer it out to y'all to ponder. Yeah. Because you're the boss of you, we're not the boss of you. Which are you which? We we are not about telling anybody what to fucking do. No. Um I mean I've got an ego, but it's not that big. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we're I know for me, I am horrifically overwhelmed with all of the things that I have zero ability to focus like I normally do on a project. Mm -hmm. Cause when I'm in producer mode, I am pretty like immovable. I'm a freaking freight train that just goes. And I cannot do that right now. I have zero ability and my adaptability to that is not going well. Well, and we've, we've talked about in a previous episode, we've kind of hinted at like the power of the collective consciousness and how easy it is if you are even the slightest bit sensitive. You don't have to call yourself an empath, okay? That's not necessary. Labels, stupid. Just even if you're just like the slightest bit sensitive, if you just pick up on other people's stuff, right now you're being overwhelmed by other people's stuff. And that makes it really hard to focus on your own stuff, which is already a jumble of chaos and cacophony going on in there. And you can't focus on the one thing that you need to do. And you've got like the great chaos and cacophony drowning out your, your own. Like it's hard to focus right now. <laughs> You're not wrong. I know, as so she's talking, I'm like looking at my boobs. <laughs> I'm not focusing. Sorry. Focus. Focus, focus back on Tangie. Don't look at your boobs, Dana. <laughs> I mean, they're great. They're great. Well, it's just it's this that bra. This bra. Yeah, this yeah. bra is very... I am so glad we don't have the video. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally fondling myself because these boobs, these boobs, um, <laughs> they're up. Or I'm not normally, they're not used to being up. She's got on an anti-gravity device. It's totally like the engineering of this brazier. Anyway... <laughs> See focus. what I mean about focus? Focus. So the thing that I'm going to be working on is rather, because I have a tendency to be a big, big picture person. So I get overwhelmed and then I say, I can't do anything because it's too much. That's how I deal with my housework and, or don't. And so now like my goal is to say, just pick a thing. 
you don't have to do it perfect. You just have to do it. Just walk it out and, and get it done. It could be the simplest thing. And that's what I'm going to strive to do for the rest of this month in the ripple effect of this Lionsgate is just focusing on one thing that I need to accomplish and if I accomplish it or when I accomplish it and be fine with it. If other things happen after that, great, but it doesn't have to. It just has to be the one thing. And then call that successful. I think that it's a good practice for everybody to get into. I recently had a conversation with a friend who struggles with some periods of depression and in which that person is not really capable of doing much more than maybe getting out of bed, right? And when you're in the doldrums, stuff piles up around you, right? If you don't have the enthusiasm to get up and brush your teeth, you probably don't have the energy or desire to get up and put that wrapper from that Snickers bar in the garbage can, even though it's right across the room. So the detritus starts to build up around you. And one day you wake up and go, oh, I can't stand the mess that I've made anymore. But oh my god I start cleaning the mess and like I go to the kitchen to put these things away so then I start washing the dishes and then I see that the garbage needs to go out but then like oh there was more garbage back in the other room so I need to go get the garbage out of the other room and then I come back in the room and I get distracted by the fact that like my books need to be put away and the next thing you know all I've done is move around a bunch of the same stuff all over the place all day and I haven't accomplished shit and what I told them to do was just pick one room right and get some containers and line them up in the doorway of that room. And this is the container for the things that need to go to the kitchen. And this is the container for the things that need to go to the bathroom. And this is a container for things I just don't need or want anymore. And you put them right in the doorway so that you can't leave the room, right? You just put the things in the containers. You worry about the containers later. Today we're just putting the things in the container that don't belong in the room. And that's enough for today. Yeah. There's a count. There's there's any number of hacks like you know, um, and things that you can do to help extract yourself from the because uh, they're disruptors. Again, yeah. these are disruptors to your pattern. So I'm going to commit for myself to just pick some things to pick apart. I'm like I need to go into the opposite of the norms where they're weaving the fabric. I need to pick the fabric apart. <laughs> I will like... teach you how to use the same ripper like a pro. I will teach you. Right. Um, meanwhile, for me, for my practicum, is that um, I created a meditation journal that I put out on my Amazon um, to share with the world because I think it's useful. Um, I think it's useful, but I'm not using it. So <laughs> I am. The story of my yeah. life. I have this beautiful tool that I've created, and I'm not using it myself, so I'm going to sit down and start journaling in my meditation journal and keeping track of my daily meditations. Even if I'm only taking five minutes for myself a day, it's five minutes I wasn't taking previously because I have been in crisis management and caretaker mode for everyone else, and now it's time for me to take care of me. Let me know how that goes. Yeah, that's a scary thought, but that's what it's got to be. That's what it's got to be. So um, I encourage you to just take five minutes a day for yourself for the next week and see how that makes you feel. It, it doesn't have to be five minutes of meditation. It could be five minutes of singing in the shower. It can be five minutes of making yourself a really delicious smoothie. Whatever it is that you do to take care of you, make sure to carve out five minutes to do it every day. 
five minutes to focus on you. Yeah, and I'm going to take myself to that date list that I made in that seminar yesterday and kind of be like, hmm, there's some easy things that I can do that don't require a lot. Because this is another thing that, that our guide put out is that when you say, I'm going to go do this big grandiose thing, super fantastic, but there's a lot of conditions that have to be met in order for that thing to happen. Mm-hmm. And those can be cost prohibitive or time prohibitive or travel, you know, prohibitive. travel prohibitive. And I'm trying to find things that are literally within my own sphere of influence that I can have an effect on that don't cost me a lot of money um, and will bring me enjoyment. I think it's time to open the portal to the fire gods and uh, make some offerings and get some guidance. Yeah, we've talked about We haven't had a fire in a while because it's been so fucking hot because it's Indonesia here. <laughs> um, fuck. I, uh, and it's coming. The break is coming. Well, and here's the thing I've been wondering, and we were talking about this in, at the house. Have we, did the, like, dog days of summer come a couple months early? Like, is, have we shifted enough of the planet that we are in, uh, like, stuff happening a couple months ahead of when it would normally no, no, do? No, no, no. Or, not only did they come early, they've stayed. Right. Or is it just longer? It seems like when I first moved to Minnesota, we joked summer lasts three days, maybe four. You know? Oh, you get three or four really hot, like 90, maybe above 90 degree days, and then it would plummet back down into something tolerable. I mean, Minnesotans talk about the weather like it's a it's a its well, own thing. Well, to be fair, it is but, its but own it thing is. here. And it is its own thing here. We even have our own freaking we are not we are not included on the national weather system. Because our our state is so bizarre. Yeah, our state's so variable that it throws but off the like, tracking for everyone do else. Do your own thing over there, okay? This is weirdo this land that you've got weirdo going. Pressure. This big body of water this in Canada and like, really. we don't get you, <laughs> fucking weirdos. You just be up there in the bold north, which is becoming the bold Indonesia. Yeah, well, we're 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 the hardy folk, you know. The moment we start seeing like lizards basking in the sun, here, we're fucked. I'm out. Because that, you know what that means? That means all the bugs are getting bigger. And I am telling you, people, been watching the pollinators that are coming to our party in the backyard at Greyhaven, and I have seen I either these wasps uh. are showing up as disguised as wasps, and they're actually she. But every, or they're drones. Maybe they're drones. every single one of them is as big as the length of my thumb, mm-hmm. and they change colors every day. So it's like I have seen and counted at least 11 species of wasps in the last month in our garden. Going to have to take some photographs because this is stuff is amazing. Whack. <laughs> it's whack. I'm telling you right now that if the snakes start showing up, I'm moving. Are you, I, do you have a snake thing? It's not a snake thing. It's this, just I grew up in Florida, and there were poisonous snakes around, oh. and I couldn't enjoy being outside because you never knew when you were going to encounter a rattlesnake or a coral snake or, or a corn snake <laughs> or, or, or a water moccasin. Like, <laughs> uh, no, thank you. I don't want to I don't, I don't spend my adult years living in that kind of uncertainty. I, if I did, I would move to Australia. <laughs> Where everything's trying to kill you. Yeah. But, you know, at, at least then I'd be in Australia. So... <laughs> A whole new world. I would rather be in New Zealand. What? Well, I, but there's housing already available for me in New Zealand. Where are you going to live? I have I have family in New you Zealand. You can't fit in the Hobbit hole. I know. 
<laughs> I have families in I have family in Christchurch and Golden Bay. Thank you very okay. much. Then I'll live in the Hobbit Town, and you can come visit. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys, this has been a heck of a journey. We're not done yet, though. We're not. No, it's not over. No. All right, so we ride on. Let's go. Row, bitches, row. What is another practicum offering we can offer? I'm going to be also focusing on movement because I haven't been doing it, and I'm coming very close. I. I was really excited because I found this awesome TikToker who's a hula hoop artist. And then yesterday in our seminar, there were two people that were hula hooping while we were on the thing. And I went, oh. So I took that as a sign that I'm supposed to be hula hooping. I guess I would say if you are in a place where you have medical insurance and you have access to a doctor, please go get yourself to a doctor and have some tests done on your essential vitamins and minerals. Yes. That is something I'm struggling with, but I, if you can find out what your deficiencies are and start shoring that up, uh, I think you, we would all feel a lot better because we blasted through yep. a lot. Electrolyte levels are wonky, drink a lot more water, um, get a lot more um, produce that has water in it into your body. I have fallen in love with bok choy again. Mmm, baby bok choy is delicious. And I am all about the mushrooms right yeah, now. Yeah, I am all so, about mushrooms right now. And we are getting ready to go into like peak mus mushroom harvesting season, so I'm super excited. I uh, I kind of flirted with the guy that I buy my mushrooms from inadvertently because I asked him about the uh, black uh, oyster mushrooms, and he was like, those are super rare and they're not in season right now. Not many people know about that. And I looked at him and went, no, they don't. But then again, I'm a chef. And he said, oh, are you now? <laughs> so this is why I'm not allowed Did to go. Did he roll in deer piss as yeah, I well? I know I'm not allowed to go to the farmer's market without uh, accompaniment anymore because evidently a woman who knows her mushrooms is a pretty hot commodity. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> he, was, he was super nice. And, uh, yeah, the mushrooms were great. You've had a sampling? Yes. Tangie so, made a lovely homemade macaroni and cheese with mushrooms, which is stunning. It was delicious, you guys. Um, but I'm just saying, like, because a lot of us are experiencing excessive heat and excessive trauma, taking care of yourself on this body level with making sure that your electrolytes are in balance um, is super duper important. If you have the luxury of being able to see a doctor to do so, um, otherwise get thee to an herbalist or a, a holistic healthcare practitioner or a nutritional or a nutritionist practitioner um, just somebody who can like give you your base level testing so that you know where you have room to improve soak up as much of the sunshine and the vitamin d as you safely can while protecting your epidermis <laughs> yeah because apollo is wicked strong right now yeah. i have not been out to suspicious observers to kind of there's some stuff the sun's been doing so i need to Go do my normal things. Like, I've not been doing my normal right. things. There is a reason why the planet produces the vegetation and produce that it produces at certain times of the year. So if there's a bumper watermelon crop, it's there for a reason. Eat the watermelon, you guys. Right? Likewise, if there's a bumper bok choy, you should eat the bok choy. Whatever's growing in abundance right now, it's because we need it. We, we need it. have three cucumber plants in the zombie bunker garden of joy that have mutinized again all right um tons and tons of flowers but we haven't seen a lot of fruit but um our beets and everything are also kind of going pretty huge 
So you need the sugar and you need the water. I just like to eat beets that are roasted because <laughs> it takes me, every time I put roasted beets in my face, I swear I'm thrown back like 15,000 years. Roasted beets, to like, oh. goat cheese. Oh, wild yeah. rice. Oh, oh never. Okay, now we're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anything that connects you to the earth right now. I have been getting lots of messages um, I just got this wonderful new Oracle uh, deck from the wonderful Lisa Levart. I'll leave her information in our notes, but she has this beautiful deck that I participated on Kickstarter called Goddesses on Earth. And it is a gorgeous Oracle deck that is done in the elements as well as uh, they're all photographs that Lisa is a wonderful photographer and she tapped these amazingly powerful women and photographed them as these goddesses. Not to name drop. But Not to uh, name that, but our wonderful Michelle Manu is Pele oh. and her sister uh, at this, on the same card, and it's just uh, gorgeous. I pulled her in my one of my big of first readings. Did. I'm like, of course I did. Um, and Kali Ma is amazing. Every, every single card in this is just breathtaking. So... Um, the message that I got really strongly, both for myself and I am not reading for anybody anymore, but I did do a poll for Lynn, kind of for us together, and we both got a similar message of anything that bounds you, binds you, or reconnects you to earth, whether it's what you put in your mouth or going out and putting your feet in the soil. I know we've talked about it before, but it's really important for us with all this trauma to reconnect ourselves with our anchor point that is terra firma that is gaia go out and hug some trees hug some trees they need it because you know what super stressed out yeah because they're burning (laughs) they're burning right like go out and hug some trees and um sit and like just try and find yourself a mushroom circle to like sit in the middle of and meditate in i'm telling you it's been super hard for me because i was telling my doctor uh yesterday that I've been really having a hard time because I can't be outside really at all because it's just been too hot. And I just, it when my body turns into a big, wet, boneless noodle, nobody can scoop me up <laughs> off the ground. Um, that's just too much mass to try to move when I can't help you. And um, so I've been trying to do some of it at night and at least get some, I haven't had any hardly any starlight time, so. Have you seen the fireflies? Do they come out in your neighborhood? Do you have enough no. vegetation? That was that was a that's what I do every night when I'm I'm down at Mama's house cleaning up and whatever. I go out on the deck um, when it gets dark to watch the fireflies. Super jealous. I love fireflies. They're magical. Um, but yeah, anything. Even if you can't go outside, then like try to get to the farmer's market and get something like mushrooms they're super mushrooms are really great if you're not allergic to them right now yep because they are really about community yeah they're super smart they're super smart and not only that but they will help other species Mm -hmm. of things out whether that species really needs wants them to or not and uh they're super grounding, super earthy, super yummy, really powerful for your brain and all of your systems and your metabolism. And I'm just, I've been doing a lot of research on lion's mane yeah, there's, right now. There's a super good documentary on Netflix right now. I think it's called 
fabulous fungi or fantastic fungi um, that um, is very informative and beautiful to watch. Um, but they show footage of mushrooms being used to clean up oil spills. Because they eat plastic. Because they eat plastic and then grow new, perfectly healthy, unspoiled mushrooms right yeah, it's the like same they, thing. Talk about magic. Mushrooms have always been associated with the magical world for many, many reasons. But the biggest is that they're a transmutational organism. Mm -hmm. They take something and turn it into something else. But if mushrooms can clean up petro spills and plastic, what are they going to do if you get them inside your body, right? I think that there's... There's a, magic and... Yes, just some really good potential for them to do some very good, helpful work. Provided you know that you're not allergic to them. Yeah, and like, you know, get them from people who know what they're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't go out mushroom hunting this season all by yourself if you've never done it before. Because they'll kill you too. Yeah, take somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. So the, that to me, like, especially having for lunch today, the mushrooms and that thing, I was like, oh, mushrooms. <laughs> because I can't eat sirloin or anything or steak right now, but I can... Like when you told me the other day that you had made mushroom stroganoff, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. We, had, we had grilled some portobello caps on Bertha and was put some balsamic glaze on them. And they were like, rah, rah, right? Rah. Delicious. It's just like every time I eat mushrooms, I always go, I don't know that I can trust people who don't like mushrooms when they're not allergic to them. I'm like, I don't know if I can like you. I don't know if you've had the appropriate kind of mushrooms. Like, I don't blame you if all you've ever had is the ones that come out of the can. Like, yeah, I can see how you wouldn't like those. <laughs> but you, you've never had a lion's mane. You've never had an a oyster. gray oyster or a blue oyster. Uh, you've never had I a I saw this vegan uh, chica, Miss Tabitha Brown, that I oh, follow. Tabby. Love her. I'm so happy for all her success. She's just totally deserves it. But, like, she made, she took some, I think it was lion's mane, and she put them in the air fryer. Oh, my God. Holy. And I was like, I'm getting mom's air fryer. Shut up. I also figured out that from one of my mukbangers, Miss Honey, Honeybee, that you can, you can cook pork belly in the air fryer. <laughs> I'm like, what? I can have a pork belly on my ramen anytime I want? You can Shut cook it. pretty much anything in an air fryer. Mom always did her ribs. That's what she liked to do. Mm. So I was like, ah, air fryer joy. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I made apple dumplings on mine. Really? Yes, you can bake in an air fryer too. You know what I miss out at Fest? Adam and I used to get uh, the apples that were wrapped, the whole apple. Mm, the apple dumplings. That was wrapped in with, with the, the cinnamon, cinnamon ice, ice cream. cream. Oh, <laughs> At the end of the festival day, when we'd go to watch Closing Gate, we'd have all these food books, and we'd I'd just like pass them out to everybody. I'm like, okay, everybody scatter and bring back your bounty. And we would just picnic. Yes, we shall feast. We shall feast. As we watch the citizens as we watch depart, the citizen the depart the kingdom and watch this show of crazy. <laughs> oh, it is that time, too. But, yeah, so uh, eat yourself some mushrooms. Take a breath. Grab a hula hoop. Put your feet on the ground. Do one thing. Go get your electrolyte levels tested. We love you. Drink lots of water. Okay. <laughs> Remember that we don't have to do this alone because we can't. We're not supposed to. Yeah. It's only through our collective efforts that we change anything significantly. So. And just remember that doing this work, this transformational transmutation in the cruxable, crucible, 
while the world's on fire. While the world's on fire, <laughs> and you're grieving, and 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 you and are you're not alone. Fucking amazing, and you can do it. You can do it because I can do it, even if I don't believe it. But I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. If you believe that I can do it, I will believe that you can do it. And we'll hold that space for each other till we do. Heck to the yeah. Heck to the yeah. What do you say? You want to take us out of this rodeo? Oh, I really don't want to go, but I know that you guys can't listen much longer. You can reach so, us. So you can reach out to us on our Facebook group, The Spiritual Frequency. You can email us. It's spiritualfrequencyhosts at gmail.com. Uh, we got a Patreon going, which you might want to jump on board because we got some exciting stuff coming up in October. And I'm pretty sure I'm putting some of my meditation journals and uh, witchcrafty journals on there for special gifts for people who sign up. And... All these other goodies that are coming down the pike. So get on the train because we're about to do some fun stuff. All right. You can check out our archive at thespiritualfrequency.com. Please share and tell your friends all about download, uh, download, 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 download. Uh, which our downloads <laughs> have been picking up, which I also want to thank our guest hosts that uh, were helping us because I know your orbits have tuned in and been having a good time with pushing our numbers up and, and experiencing what we have to say and laughing and yeah, loving. And like, thanks for being there. And that's, that's just so we wonderful. We appreciate you, you so, so much. And I'm just glad to have my girl back. We will still be having occasional guest hosts happening because yeah. that was just too much fun and widens our circles out of uh, things we can talk about and have people who are, you know, not experts, but have a say. Besides, we'd like you to meet some of our friends. Yes, because our friends be amazing. <laughs> some of our friends are, are coming down to play with us, and we know that we're, we think we're entertaining as hell, So, and since you keep listening, you, you must think there's something good going on. There. In fact, funny enough, Rhonda and I's um, show is completely about play Yay. and the frequency of play. So look forward to that. Well, my darlings, thank you so much. As ever, we love you. Welcome we believe back. in you. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in with us to The Spiritual Frequency.